BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to Mood. I'm your host, Lauren Elizabeth. And I'm your co-host, Chloe Parr. And for today's Current Mood Convo, we're going to be talking all about the mixed emotions during the holiday season because the weather's shit, the holidays can be shit, uh, who knows, depending, and we are going to help you get through it, maybe understand it a little better, and just obviously hopefully boost your mood. And speaking of boosting moods, I have to stop you, Chloe, because today is the day the Mood Journal is relaunching. If you didn't get it the first time, here is your chance to get it again. It's going to say pre-order on the website because it is going to ship like a week after that, but they should be arriving in time for Christmas. So it makes the perfect holiday gift, stocking stuffer. Also, you can just get it in time so that when we do start talking about goals in the new year, you are ready to boost your mood. It's perfect for everyone. And don't ask Chloe if she likes it because she's never bought one. Well, I was like under the impression that my cousin would gift me one. Well, I guess we'll see. Guess I wasn't on that PR list. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Wasn't even on the friends and family discount. First of all, there's no friends and family discount. Second of all, well, you when you're just, like, what should I get you for Christmas? Like a free mood journal ruin, maybe would you, be on the top. Can you not ruin what I'm doing for Christmas? That's what you're giving me? It's one of the things. Okay. And I'm really bad at keeping... In the planner I just told I'm, you about? Well, yeah. But I'm really bad at like playing it cool and keeping secrets. So don't ask. I mean, I don't get a mood journal. I don't get a Couture and Crossbones shirt. You know, I never get free Lauren stuff. Okay. The fact that you're going to do me like that <laughs> is just rude. But I think... If anyone doesn't know what that is, that's Lauren's first clothing line. So go to Twitter and type in Couture and Crossbones <laughs> and you'll get the full scoop. We just did. And I, I did not like what I saw. <laughs> the creative direction on that first photo shoot was spectacular. Okay. I, I can't. And then one last thing to boost everyone's mood, but mostly Chloe. I'm sure... <laughs> what? <laughs> Longest intro ever? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, I have a surprise for you. Oh, okay, let's hear it. Okay, so you're always talking about the typewriter. Yeah. And if you don't know what that means, you haven't been listening, and the briefest explanation would be... These are the typewriter like signifies hobbies or items that Lauren becomes infatuated about for a very short period of time, like is obsessed with getting it, finally gets it and then abandons it at all costs and leaves it under her bed. (laughs) And under her bed could mean anything. It could be under her cabinet, under a rug, thrown in dog shit, whatever it is. Okay, so I realized like five or four days ago that I know my latest and greatest typewriter. Oh, no. And it is a gift I got for Christmas last year. I think it was last year. And I was obsessed (laughs) with this thing. And I was talking to my brother Hudson about it. And so he got me one for Christmas. And I was so excited. And I have not used it since Christmas morning. I don't think you will. Did you talk about it? I don't think so, because I just remembered it. That's how abandoned it's been. Is it like workout wear? No. Okay, then I You're not going to guess it, which, by the way, rude, saying I don't go to the gym. <laughs> no, because I was like, oh, you got a bike. But I was like, wait, I think you use that like oh, once no, or I, twice. Oh, my God. Once or twice? I, you should see me on a bike. I am oh, okay. a, I'm it's literally rage ride shred, bro. Wait, what is it? I'm curious. Okay, well, you just wait. So, without further ado, don't move. Let me oh. grab. Got this on Christmas morning. Hudson got you that? That's so nice. Great friend. (laughs) 
what is that? <laughs> okay, never mind. That's not the brand. She's just using the bag. So for those... Oh, <laughs> my God. For those who can't see, this um, will upload to our Instagram. This is a, a pan drum. And it was all it was on TikTok, and I got really into the pan drum, and I thought I would be so good at it. What <laughs> the hell are you talking about? This is a pan drum. You actually got obsessed with this, yeah, for like a week. What does it do? <laughs> well, I prepared something for you <laughs> on the last week's episode. <laughs> wow, you really did prepare something. I did. Why don't you make the mood boosters jingle? What? Do you just memorize the numbers? No. But then in the beginning, yeah. But no, not anymore. I, you should have seen. We were How on the was that? We were on the couch How last. Much was that? I don't know. It was a gift. That's over like fifty bucks. But look, I'm, now I'm using it for the podcast. Where'd you find that when you were moving? Like, oh yeah. Can you hear it well? Well, so I thought of it. Because we're always talking about the typewriter, and then I... That is the new typewriter. And I had to write it in my notes so I wouldn't forget, and then I was like, fuck, I gotta show it to Chloe, and I have no idea where it is. I found it in a cabinet. <laughs> it's always a cabinet, see? It's either under the bed or I have not cabinet. touched this in exactly a yeah, year. I can tell. What are you gonna do with it? I'm gonna keep it. See, everyone, it's specific hobbies. It's not like a general, like, I want to work out. It's like a pan drum. Like, it's very specific. It's a typewriter. It's not just a notebook. Is this not it's the most ty- specific Is this not typewriter. the most typewriter yes. thing ever? Anyway, moving on. Hopefully. So that's Lauren's current hobby. I can't wait to see where you put that now. I practice once a year. Yeah. You should make the mood boosties jingle. Mood boosties. I was listening That's to Mariah. Did you recognize the song? Yes. The Mar- jingles. Mariah Carey. Yeah. So you said on last week's episode that you loved it. When those jingles come on. I know. See, she might abandon hobbies, but she doesn't abandon. Mood. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't abandon thoughts and minds and hearts and <laughs> eyes. What? I was listening to Mariah Carey all night last night. <laughs> I learned that by ear, by the way. Did you look by that ear? I swear to God, we really? sat on the couch and we kept going back, 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 and I figured it out. Okay, all that's by myself. actually impressive. I know. I'm a natural. I told you I'd be good at pandrum. I don't even know where you find that. I don't know. I saw a guy on TikTok with one. Maybe, like, he would be able to save so much money from all the specific hobbies you partake in for 24 hours. Maybe. That's why I started just shopping at Target and shit, because <laughs> I can't afford this lifestyle of abandonment anymore. For someone with abandonment issues, I sure do abandon quite a few things. <laughs> That's so true. Oh, well. Okay, that was obviously the longest intro ever, but... Give us a segue. <laughs> Fuck. Hit it. Do- yeah. Mm-mm. Uh, you didn't write the down segue for me. I usually write segue on the our little notepad. Yeah, and then I brainstorm a good one. Uh, I feel like we're peppier in this episode than the the peppy one last week. <laughs> we were like trying to cure our own seasonal depression last week, and we did. We flip flops, and now we're Gucci. Yeah. Okay. You go first. So I think it's interesting this week because I was gonna write this down before I saw yours. We have the same worst mood. Whoa! For the first time, everyone. So should we start with that? Yeah. Well, That's pretty good. Does it count on three? Three, one, two, two. Oh, I was going to say one, oh. two, three. Okay. One, one, two, three. Anxiety. anxiety. Woo! We Woo. love anxiety. We love it. Okay, why did you have anxiety this week? Well, I asked you to go first, but oh, sure. Okay. fine. Please, um, please. Wait, oh my God, reach Quiet on set. Wait, so, <laughs> why I had anxiety? Wait, what? You had your first bigger anxiety attack. Oh, I know. I had a really bad one last night for, like, the first time in a while. Like, a lot. Like, maybe years. Isn't that the worst? Yeah. Like, the one where, like, I can't breathe and, like, it feels like an elephant's on my chest. Why? And then I had to, like, go in the family or the living room and not the bedroom and, like, lay down, like, and just, like, sprawl. In the in the Because my boyfriend was trying to sleep and I was like, oh, I'm going to try to figure this out on my own first. Yeah. It was bad. But I don't know. I think it was one of those things which we'll talk about because it's this, it's hashtag on brand for this episode. Yeah. But I think it's the end of the year, and I started thinking about one thing that made me nervous, and then then I was like, "Ooh, this will be fun if I think about everything that I'm feared like afraid of Spiral. in my entire <laughs> life." And then it just like had this overwhelming. Let me impact. guess. You thought about your parents dying. No, it started with like change, like mm. because I'm starting a new job on Monday, and then I 
was watching the Selena Gomez documentary and there's like a really sad part so then I started thinking about that and then I started thinking about like cancer because someone in the movie like is sick Oh. And then I freaked out and it spiraled from there. And then I like was thinking about my loved ones getting sick and everything, like yeah. you just said. Yeah. And then I was like, yay, I can't breathe. I'm surprised so. you didn't text me. I know. I was trying to figure it out on my own this time. I was just like, okay, deep breaths, breathing exercises. Like, we got this. It's kind of a good learning experience and also just like a testament to like how you knew what was happening when it was happening I know. at least. Like at least you weren't like, oh my God, what's going on? You knew, okay, deep breaths, et cetera, which is a good yeah. like step. I think also I realize I'm really bad at change lately because I associate – the last time I had a big change was when our grandpa passed away. Mm-hmm. So I associate change to bad feelings mm-hmm. when change can be good feelings. But now my mind in like is hardwired. Yeah. Because that's the last time I went through that. So now I'm like, oh, it's time to cry and grieve. But I'm like, oh, wait, no, I can be, like, excited. Um, So I think I just, like, panicked. And it went into a panic attack. But I'm back. And we're stronger than ever. So. You know, sometimes you just got to let it out. Yeah. Well, so according to my therapist, as of three hours ago, she said anxiety is normal. And she said that panic attacks are obviously not normal. Um, but anxiety is, and you're just a human with human feelings. So um, that is my segue into my anxiety. Wow, let's hear it. Yeah. And I thought of that on the top of my head <laughs> with my hat. Okay, so basically I feel like when you come out of like that depression hole that I was talking to you about last week, I feel as though it can be extremely overwhelming because then you kind of, it's almost like stepping back into real life because you've just been like in a dark room and like not paying attention to anything, not been on your phone and just spiraling for like a few days and like going progressively farther into the hole. And so I think that when you come out of it and like you're slapped in the face with oh my gosh, I have so much to do, whether it's like personal stuff, work stuff, kind of just like getting everything done. I think that that kind of started the trigger of anxiety for me because it was like, it easily could have been stress. But I think since I was coming out of like the depression hole and had already had such like a hard couple of weeks, it turned into anxiety because I think I was just in a more sensitive state. I think it I didn't give myself enough time for my nervous system to kind of catch up with my life I guess which happens a lot and I don't know if I've ever talked to you about the stress curve have you heard of the stress curve no so I'll post it on our Instagram again but I'm sure a lot of you guys are familiar with it like obviously there's a certain amount of stress at the top of the curve and it's actually called like peak stress so that you're actually being fulfilled by all the challenges and it's kind of keeping you like motivated because obviously if you don't have any stress, then you are just like all the way down here, right? So you have to have some stress to get up to the top of the stress curve and have like an optimal performance. But then if you don't take care of it and it keeps turning into anxiety and everything, then it goes down to anxious and then burnout, exhaustion and everything like that. So to stay in like this kind of area is obviously really good. It's a bell curve. Um, And there's like obvious like I mean, even looking at that looks like a complicated balance between anxious and motivated. Exactly. (laughs) I think it's like really easy to kind of like break out of your comfort zone and like stress your stretch yourself into the optimal performance of stress. And then even if you're there with the ideal zone is like here. And then once you start going down, that's when you get like. Like I said, that's anxiety and depression, everything like that. So I think since I was coming out from depression, I started getting stressed and like maybe I was even, I don't know if it's possible, but like going up the other side of the curve, you know what I mean? Going from depression to anxiety. So anyway, I basically, I also had a really bad panic attack um, and I had it when my boyfriend was here as well but it was about traveling because I like talk about a lot on the podcast and to everyone that knows me I don't travel very well and I think that since I hadn't been in a routine and hadn't gotten anything done I was so triggered by traveling and like my abandonment issues that come up with it which are intertwined which I learned through lots of therapy And I was just so freaked out about going because I felt guilty for going. And then I also just traveling in general. So, but I just, after having like a full panic attack and everything like that and calming down, I did come to the conclusion. I remember what you told me. I remember what everyone's told me is to like actually take care of myself and take time for myself and realizing that like everything's going to be here when I get back and I can go and just like get away and enjoy myself 
So I think that now I've just been kind of focusing on reshifting my narrative in my head because like the human brain is so powerful. And so it's like, you can't feed yourself these false narratives about what's going on because it will actually like affect you very, very horribly. So I've been focusing on doing fact or fiction and focusing on the fact that like you can be stressed but you don't have to be anxious because I just have a lot on my plate right now and it can be very overwhelming and I don't really always know how to deal with it but in reality I do know how to deal with it I just am not leaning on my tools and I'm listening and creating false narratives in my head so that is where my worst mood has landed me I love that I actually I have a question because I don't think I've ever asked you this is your like anxiety with travel like you don't like flying or like the whole idea of leaving it's the idea of leaving so I'm actually so you're not scared of flying no I do not care about the airplane at all like could give two shits um like literally for all I know I'm like sitting on the ground like wow like I felt that like literally do not care also like so good at going through TSA like whatever I'm like that chipperest person at the airport because I'm just like why do we all have to be so cranky like we're all doing our best and doing the same thing but it's the fact that I have obviously deep-rooted abandonment issues so what triggers it for me is like I'm leaving my and I also had separation anxiety from my mom when I was really little like I was never someone to do sleepovers or stuff like that and it's because when I leave like I said I'm afraid that all the people And all of the things aren't going to be there when I come back. I'm afraid they're going to leave because I'm leaving. It's like this weird kind of deep-rooted trauma thing. And I just also am like a big like comfort person. So I think that not having like my routine and my shit and my crap is just like it's a lot. So I've gotten better at it just because I've learned how to like pack better for it I guess because I'm also afraid of like not having enough of anything you know so it's like and you probably don't like leaving your home right yeah I don't like leaving my home and then it's like what if I forget like what if I don't have my things and what if I pack the wrong stuff and I don't feel comfortable it's just so many things and so I've learned to kind of like overpack as well because it makes me feel safer and like I have more of my home with me but yeah the airport doesn't bother me at all it's the being gone okay the more like mental side of it yeah got it I'm like a physical side. I'm like, oh, so annoying. And then yeah. I like get nervous on the plane a little bit. But okay, but best mood. Best time. mood. Let's lighten it up before we bring it back down. Yes. I like both of ours because I feel like they were inspired by the anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. Mine is motivated this week because I feel like I've been anxious, honestly, this whole year making like this whole job decision. Um, that I'm over myself. I'm completely over myself. Like honestly, if I'm like if I'm anxious or worrying one more time, like I'm breaking up with myself. That's amazing. I like yeah, that. No, I am. Have you ever gotten so over yourself where you're like, cut the shit. Yeah. It's time to like, that's where I hit it this week. I was like, I'm so done of hearing myself worry. It's so annoying. Yeah. So I'm cutting the bullshit and I'm starting to get motivated where I'm like, okay, starting like today. And I said this actually today. So this is day one. Like I want to start getting on my like mental and like physical health kick. More honestly mental too with like, like trying to focus on not worrying living in the present like doing all the things I need to do to like be confident and secure again of like the decisions I made and just like own them now and not have to just keep worrying because I spent all 2022 doing that so it's time for 2023 to be positive and just like live with the decisions I made and like make them the best and be happy with them because I am I'm so excited but it's that's my motivation track I like like, it yeah I it actually reminds me I was having a conversation I Maybe I I think I mentioned this to you after we recorded last week, but it just reminds me of how like we have so many tools in certain situations. Like, for instance, I was kind of talking to you about how I'm so confident, so secure and have boundaries and have tools and all this stuff in romantic situations because that's what I worked so hard on. And I have so many like, you know, I have so much faith and like surrender, all that stuff. But then in some situations, it almost quite literally feels like it just all disappears and I actually didn't realize it until I was having a conversation and I thought wait a second like I have so many times surrendered trusted the trusted the bigger plan trusted God you just had this like faith and calmness and all of these things and I just thought why am I not using these and 
this situation and it just helped like it was such a good reminder because we always say like evidence you know like you're building evidence and it's just so easy to forget all that good stuff when you're having the worries especially about something new or something different and it's like why can't you use the same tools in every situation I think that's like a big growth thing that I want to focus on is like not kind of forgetting having everything go out the window because I'm in a different situation I want to like carry everything good with me to the new situations of anxiety and fear because I think a big part of my worst mood was like feel the fear and do it anyway which is why my best mood is accomplished and I didn't want to say proud even though I am as well because like I said my favorite quote is feel the fear and do it anyway which I did because I had a lot of anxiety and I talked about how I went traveling anyway and I ended up obviously having the best time. I love skiing and I was really nervous about just being uncomfortable and I think a part of the thing is since I'm not a big traveler, I don't plan anything. Yeah. And then I get to these places and I'm a people pleaser so it's like I'm going along with stuff that like I don't necessarily want to do and I but I want everyone to be happy and entertained. And I just feel so out of control because I'm not choosing what we're doing type of thing. Right. And I just like recently realized this after like Europe and all that stuff. And I think like I just need to get better at planning in that sense. But I, my friends actually reminded me and probably you as well. They were like, you can, you know, step away. You can go read a book. Like you don't have to do the same thing. Like why don't you ski in early one day, all this stuff. And I actually did little things like that where I was really proud of myself that I wasn't so on edge about everyone else's happiness and I kind of gave myself some just like little like me time moments and stuff so um I overall had a lot of fun and then just obviously realized a lot about my growth and even like setting those boundaries and stuff it's such like an easy thing to glaze over and then it's like wait that was something I literally could never even think about doing in the past I should be so fucking proud of myself and like I actually did it like I accomplished it so it's like that makes me so happy even though there's so many fucking things on my plate that are stressing me out that I'm anxious about it's like don't gloss over the little things that especially once were so hard for you and even just like the amount of like work I'm getting done and shit I'm doing yeah. when I feel this way I'm just I'm still like not procrastinating and going into the depression hole like I'm accomplishing things so although I would love to accomplish them with more balance and less anxiety I'm getting it done and yeah. you gotta be a little proud you do I think my boyfriend told me that advice he's like everyone goes so fast through life that we forget to like appreciate what we're doing now and like accomplishing now instead of like all those future big goals so yeah. appreciate all those little things. It's that just you're like, like checking off a little, checking off. yeah, checking off something and then just going on to the next thing. It's like, wait a second, reflect on that and take that in. Yeah, I like goes too fast now with everyone going like a hundred miles per hour and having like three second attention spans. And I think that's good too because it's like so easy to feel like all of this around the holidays as well. And obviously ours are like related to different things, but I think that it's you know good to. It's definitely that time of year where I think a lot of us are feeling that way. Yeah, but of course we want to boost your mood. So let's so let's dive into mood boosters. What do you mood say? Boosties. Mood Pull out boosties. The drum. Okay, my first one's another book. It's reading season for me. It is. We're gonna be posting Chloe's um reading list on her Instagram story in conjunction with this week's episode. And I we know, posted I hope, I hope everyone liked the key lime martini. I know. Recipe. Let us know if you guys make the key lime martini. I know, send pics and stuff. I wanna see. Me too. I'm making them tomorrow for the the friend's Christmas party. Ooh. Um, Okay, my first one is 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think by Brianna Wiest. Wiest? I don't know, but I love that book. I know. I just, I know I'm like late to the bandwagon, but I saw it on Instagram and I was like, wait, this is like exactly what I need right now. Mm -hmm. Because I just, like I said, I'm motivated. It's time to like reshift my like worrying mind from the past year and this book is really helping me and it's really easy to read too yeah because it's like broken up into these like little short essays so it's like if you just want to read one go to bed or you can even skip around if you really want yeah it it just like it feels good that they're like quick and you can like separate them into little chapters um but i don't know the whole book is about like how would you describe it like little essays on different ideas about the way you think about life basically yeah Um, and they're really like motivational or comforting philosophical comforting yeah i really like them it's good for like millennial 
kind of vibes that like you're going through career changes or love or yeah life it's just like little things that are like wow that's a good idea I never thought about it like that it helped me a lot after my breakup and it just I think since it's so short and sweet in the essays it's that so such that like instant mood booster yeah it is because you don't have to do a lot of work to get it you just read it and you're like wait yes yes yeah, yeah. it like got me really hyped up I know and you can even read like you can even say, like, I'll read two a night or something. Yeah, it's, it's so it's, like, it's a big book, but short essays. So it's, yeah. like, it'll last you a while with mood boosting. And it's a cute cover. They also, she also has a book that I still have not started, which is ironic because the title is When You're Ready to Heal, Read This. Not ready yet. <laughs> not ready. <laughs> but I'll read it soon. It's on my Kindle. Ooh, this first one for you. Oh, you like it? It's kind of sexy. Yeah, I feel like you did that in L.A. a lot. Okay, so I don't know if I'm going to get, like, all these DMs being like, Lauren, you can't do that. Like, that's not the point. But it, it feels the same. So my first okay. mood booster is dry brushing in the shower. And obviously, we all know what dry brush- brushing is because it's, like, super popular now. It's where you dry with a brush, and it's kind of, like, um, coarse. And you brush, like, upwards. It stimulates circulation. It helps your lymphatic system. It's just – it feels very invigorating. And I don't know. I just feel like maybe since – it's so cold in the winter and then also I'm not really tanning my body as much or whatever I just I just had this weird thing or this weird moment where I just put it in the shower and I've been using it in the shower and I absolutely love it it gives the same exact feeling of just really kind of like energizing your skin and your body and then last night I actually dry brushed and then put the this Cora organic scrub all over my body and I really just like scrubbed it in there and as I like I rinsed off and my skin was just like tingling I love Cora it felt so good it was amazing have you tried the face scrub it's her like exfoliating mask it feels the same way Really? My brother and I did it over quarantine because we were obsessed with skincare together. But every time we did it, we we're like, oh my God, it feels like everything released from my pores. Yeah. And I'm like glowing. Like it feels like that. It too. was, yeah, it was so such I can't a, imagine how the body one feels. The body one feels amazing. Yeah. And it's just such a mood booster too because it is like your whole body, yeah. you know? So you just I feel like feel, I would nap after that. It would make me like fall asleep. It made me feel, honestly, it gave me energy. Oh. Yeah. It, I feel it, like I'd feel so cozy. It so really. I just like, no, it, into a ball. it makes you like energize because oh, nice. it's like so invigorating. Okay. And then my other thing that I've been doing in the shower that's a mood booster, and I, the reason I'm pairing this together is because I also don't know if it's the right way or good for you, is brushing my hair in the shower. And okay. ew. What? Because I always think of I went to a soccer camp and my friend would do that, and there's huge clumps of hair she'd like put on the shower wall. Okay, that's disgusting. So I can't imagine how much hair is shedding in there. Okay, it's shedding, but it's like Did in you the pick brush. It up it's not going anywhere. You have a lot of hair. It's probably like all clumped. Oh my god, it is not clumped. I would see it. I have eyes. But anyways, keep talking. I love how you just assume that I'm disgusting. Oh, don't (laughs) even start. I will reveal. Moving on. (laughs) But the reason I like it is because I feel as though my hair is very dry and it's been through a lot. I might have actually broken my Dyson over the weekend because the voltage in the Airbnb and I had to use the regular hair dryer that burnt my brush. It burnt my brush and it burnt my hair. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Just oh saying. my god. There goes another. There goes another obsession another under the bed. So you're getting a new Dyson or what? I don't know yet. Anyway, okay. that's not de-boost my mood. That's not a thing. I like getting all of the conditioner and everything through all of my hair, and it feels so much softer and smoother and fabulous. And I like it so. I love that. Let me know if I'm breaking and ruining my hair, and I will <laughs> show Chloe my shower after this to prove a fucking point. Moving oh on. God. Your bathroom's a scary sight sometimes. Oh, my God. I can't. Um, my second one, because I feel like we haven't done this yet, is a follow. You know? A, Ooh, a mood-boosting follow. A mood-boosting social media follow. Yep. Here we go. It's um, Her name's Emily Sinlev. Sorry if I butchered your name. I apologize. But... I was following her and then she popped up and I like re-saw her. You know, you like never see anyone on your feed because that's I see the same five things. But I saw her and I was like, oh my God, I love her style. And she has this like beautiful, long, curly hair like Shakira. Um, So if you want to follow her, she has the ultimate style inspo. She's super cool. It says she's a stylist and consultant, but she just has like really cool style. Like it's just her. It feels very eclectic. 
Love it. Yeah. My next, and I like that she's a mood booster for you. We love a good, healthy social media follow. I know. I needed style inspo, and I was like, she's it. So I was inspired last week by all of your tangible things. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's your first time. It's so tangible. So my next mood booster is leather Kleenex holder. This mood today. the hat i know it gives me a different personality i love how this is your mood booster and you don't have like where are they you have no leather <laughs> kleenex things in your entire place such a fuck dude <laughs> right she literally there. put it away like a, it's on the oh, table. Okay. So such is- a mood booster i hit it no but think about it oh it's, it works great it, <laughs> that was my fault Okay, it's cold and flu season. It actually is really cute. It's cold and flu season. I have three of them in different colors, and you just put it like that. And now I have Kleenex, and I swear to God, I'll, you know what? When we set up our studio and we film, I'm going to have a fucking <laughs> leather Kleenex. Kleenex, You would actually really like it. Yeah, maybe it's a Christmas present. Oh, wow. It looks like you're just getting a lot yeah. out of the tree this year, aren't you? Well, you're getting me your own mood journal. <laughs> that costs nothing for you. <laughs> It's not true. It doesn't cost nothing. You know, it's not about the money, but it's not like a huge thought, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, I just got an extra on accident. I think they messed yeah, up. exactly. <laughs> Is that it for the leather thing? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can you tell people where to get this thing? $9 Amazon Prime. <laughs> And do you just type in Look at leather Kleenex holder? Well, you can go to my highlights okay. or my gift guide. No, it actually is really cute. Does it look $9? No. No, it looks nice. It looks absolutely fabulosity. And I mean, the fa- I don't even own <laughs> tissues. So the <laughs> fact that you have to have a tissue holder. I bought, I actually stole the tissues from Grammy's house because they knew that the leather tissue holders were coming. <laughs> Great. But you're a tissue girl. Like, you're always blowing something out of No, there, I'm a you know? picker. I know, it's disgusting. And then you have long nails, so it gets stuck under <laughs> That's there. That's why the long nails and are so And then you, good. Like, like, drill it out with a Kleenex. Oh, by the way, we have to end at 4.45 because... You have nails? No. What is or it? Or we have to... Morgan Wallen pre-sale. Uh, okay. I have a code. Okay. My last one. Well, uh, the reason oh. it's boosting my mood is because <laughs> I like having tissue around the house. It makes me feel good, and it makes me feel like I have a shit together, even though I don't. And that's it. Great. And you still pick your nose. Yes. But now I don't um, wipe it on other things. I wipe my, it on tissue. Okay, my last one is um, inspired by my meltdown. And it's actually really mood boosting. I know. I saw. And it really sounds really cheesy and so lame. So stay with me. <laughs> loser. <laughs> like literally huge loser. But my mood booster this week is focusing and obsessing less over physical beauty and more on inner beauty lauren wow I groundbreaking um, how are you doing that lauren and i are known for having hair breakdowns where we don't love our hair color sometimes <laughs> and then we cry about it and have like a whole mental breakdown and the, like our lives are over um yeah huge issues i mean but it's a lot your hair is important i was like over it i was like you know what I'm happy. Who cares? You were over it? I'm over it now. You were over it like literally three minutes into s- I press record. No, I was over it until I came over and then you made me like re-into it. I said, do you I'm want me it. to be honest or not? <laughs> but okay, that's not the point. The point is, before I would like run back and fix it and obsess True. over it. And now I'm like, you know what? I'm, I don't care. Like it looks great. I'm obsessing over details. So the point is, don't obsess over physical beauty details because let's focus on your, like, internal strength and health and beauty. And I've been doing that, and it's been, like, way more mood boosting. My last mood booster is... is putting all of my supplements like my symbiotica pouches and like my athletic greens and all that stuff into the fridge and it actually makes it more even more consistent and makes the fridge look really cute and for more of all my fridge tings and ice journey have you heard about my ice journey (laughs) i have seen it (laughs) (laughs) what does that mean i don't want to get it please don't (laughs) Are you going to explain the ice journey? No, I'm speechless. <laughs> I guess if you are, unlike my cousin, supportive, go to youtube.com slash Elizabeth to follow my ice journey. Ice, ice, baby. Do, 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 do. You know what's sexy as hell? What? Dating someone who knows what they want and won't settle for less. Just like me and my ice. 
Match believes the most important relationship is with yourself. So in a world where you can choose to do anything or anyone, choose you first. And Match's latest study of over 5,000 U.S. singles prove it. So if you're having the holiday blues, which we will get into because you're like, oh my God, everyone's doing cute things together and I have no one to go on cute dates with and do fun stuff with in the wintertime. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, nearly 40% of singles say they feel more sexually empowered this year. And you know what me and Chloe say? Power to them. 53% say they find dating a helpful tool to learn how to be their best self, which I found myself as well. And 81% reported they engage in self-care at least monthly. 87% say it's important for both partners to prioritize mental health and two-thirds of young singles are open to therapy. I'd like to get that to 100%, as you all know. And... I have to say that we talked about it a little bit earlier about how I feel so secure in the relationship aspect of my life because I've learned so much and I've worked so much on it. And that's a combination of like having that alone time, going to therapy, taking that time for myself, self-care. But also when we talk about dating, you guys know that I learned so much from all my short relationships, long relationships, and even just going on first dates. It gave me so much more confidence and just helped me become so secure in who I am and what I want. So if you do you, you already know the best relationships show up when you show up for yourself first. There's never been a better time to try Match. Download the Match app today. Now for our current mood combo, let's jump into all of the mixed emotions surrounding the holidays and the winter season. I feel like it's a good one because last week, even though we were less lively we were talking about the lively side of the holidays Mm -hmm. now we're super lively but we're gonna get into a more serious convo of how holidays can be hard and seasonal depression's real because some people think it's actually something people make up like i have seasonal depression but it actually is a medical term so lauren our research queen can you explain what seasonal depression really means i sure can sister we swear (laughs) we didn't script this out For a lot of people, the holidays don't just automatically bring joy and fun. It brings a sense of loneliness, pain, anxiety, depression. And according to the National Institute of Health, SAD or SAD is a seasonal depression that affects close to 10 million Americans. So yes, it is a real thing. It's not just us saying it. It's real. I looked this up too and I thought it was actually really interesting. It's, it does say that like limited exposure to natural light does have a like direct effect on like your body's rhythms and neurochemical balance. So usually people that like experience colder weather or like when it is darker, that's when people start feeling that like seasonal depression. So I, I think it's like kind of crazy that actually like light affects you. I think that we all know or are starting to learn how important the sun actually is for us, genuinely for our brain, for our overall physical and mental health and in the winter obviously light levels fall below a threshold and suddenly things are just actually off balance within us one of the leading theories has to do with this shift in your biological clock so basically you know your body produces all this melatonin at night or maybe you have to take melatonin at night and it you know it's to promote sleep and then the melatonin will taper off as you know the sun rises so it helps you wake up if you have winter sad melatonin actually is going to peak later and linger for longer in the morning So it's going to make you basically hard to wake up and actually fatigued and groggy. So it's genuinely this thing going on with in your body. It's not just like, oh, I feel weird and it's cold outside. I think one of the main things to also notice that, of course, there are these biological effects that are going to you know, throw off your internal biological clock and make you feel tired and just a little bit maybe lazier. But having this like self-fulfilling prophecy, having this mindset and narrative almost similar to what we talked about in the beginning of just saying, just deciding like I'm going to be depressed in the winter I'm going to feel like shit I'm not going to be okay and there's this pressure of oh the day the sun goes down earlier so I have to get more stuff done because the days are shorter and it's like I think it's important to note that there's also a psychological aspect too where you can't set yourself up for failure because although we like to know these things and we like the logic and we like to know that how our body is responding to this winter season is actually real and biological and can have an effect on us we have to also make sure we're taking care of the psychological part because we actually have more control in that than we do when the sun sets too and it just reminds you of how much power you have and of course there's different levels to everything you know it's like not like telling someone with anxiety to just calm down or telling someone with depression just be happy that's not what we're saying it's just a reminder that 
you know, don't be a part of the problem. Don't make it worse on yourself type of thing because that is a psychological part that combines with your biological effects. So it's actually a disorder, like diagnosed, which is something that like, again, the people that are like, seasonal depression is not real. It actually is real. There's a the term for it. So I think that's really interesting. There's been some research done to obviously see what actually works. And of course, you know, we always say implement your own mood boosters and stuff. But what the experts say is bright light therapy is one of them. Then obviously cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, which is a form of talk therapy. Kind of that example too that I I love this example where it's if you say something like I hate how the sun goes down early you're going to talk with someone to help reframe those thoughts. Obviously there's medication for just antidepressants you know still getting outside the experts actually say is great which um, I'll get to later and how I do that. If you live in a certain part of the world this can last up to 40% of your year. So this isn't just like a few weeks or a couple months or whatever. So if you don't kind of take the steps to prevent these things from getting worse or even just work on them as they do get worse you know that's a big chunk of your year and it's extremely common you're not alone so seasonal affective disorder aka sad or sad is a type of depression that's related to changes in the seasons sad begins and ends at about the same time every year if you're like most people with sad your symptoms start in the fall and continue into the winter months taking your energy and making you feel moody these symptoms often resolve during the spring and summer months less often sad causes depression in the spring or early summer and resolves during the fall or winter months and there are treatments for sad I think it's important especially if you're someone that is genuinely feeling a lot of these symptoms to not brush them off and just kind of think that it's normal because yes of course winter blues can be categorized as more normal and you have to keep your mood up and you know keep yourself motivated but of course if your symptoms worse talk to a doctor talk to a therapist talk to a professional there are a lot of signs and symptoms that may include feeling sad down most days nearly every day very similar to depression losing interest in activities you once enjoyed low energy feeling sluggish having problems with sleep experiencing carb cravings overeating and weight gain having difficulty concentrating feeling hopeless worthless or guilty and of course having thoughts of not wanting to live anymore which is very serious and we highly recommend of course going to a doctor so it sounds like sad is like depression but it's starts and stops at specific times because you're affected by of course the seasons correct the symptoms are very similar if you're like trying to definitely and like look out for it kind of thing and of course like you know in real just all year round I always say there's like situational depression and then just like chronic depression and I think that you know it's don't freak out and just make sure you're doing the things that are best for you to get yourself through a time that is legitimately something that can cause depression and sadness and anxiety and all of these things that I think become very overwhelming at this time of year. Yeah, I agree. This time of year also brings a lot of, like we said, mixed emotions during the holidays. Um, a lot of people experience stress and anxiety. So I think it's important to also like differ between holiday depression versus sad because I feel like they're very different. Although they can be difficult to distinguish because they are similar, holiday depression usually starts like exactly when the holidays are. So November, December, and then right after the New Year's, I feel like most people start to feel better. And then the symptoms are way more mild. And then sad, typically, like Lauren said, it lasts 40% of the year. So that whole fall winter season, I feel like those are when the symptoms are hitting and they're way more severe. So that's like the main difference. But again, holiday depression is just as serious. And I feel like a lot of people go through it. It's also common for people who don't normally struggle with depression like at all. And then they experience this and they don't know how to deal with it. So I think that's like me where like when I'm very like situational, but the holidays for for sure, like my anxiety goes up. So Again, like people, you're not alone if you've never experienced anxiety or depression before in any capacity. Like I feel like holidays are hard for everyone. It definitely plays a role in that kind of those kind of moods. I think like some common causes. Um, again, with like holidays, I don't know if you feel this too, but like financial stress is always one because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I want to show people I love them by gifts, and like I feel like gifts are tied to like the most like the nicest thing you can get. You know, uh, it's also like the end of the year, so you're just like trying to stay frugal but like travel stress by visiting family right like you said that can cause anxiety um and just like pressure and high expectations for end of the year like you have to finish everything and like accomplish all your goals and do everything before that new year rings in it just like causes so much pressure on yourself that like people put on unnecessarily and then just like loneliness a lot of people 
don't have family to spend with or lost a loved one. And I feel like that's like a big main cause you see during the holidays that like just family stress or missing someone or feeling lonely really like contributes to this. That reminds me of kind of compare and despair. I think it's such an easy time. How I said briefly that you can be like, oh, I don't have anyone to do this with. I don't have as big as a family. I don't have as, you know, their version of Christmas or the holidays or whatever it is. And that I think goes back to a lot of like the psychological stuff too of remembering what you're telling yourself and if you know not almost feeding into your own narratives because there can be a positive of you know this isn't forever and I'm going to boost my mood in the meantime and I also think too of the opposite of what you said about the new year is that it also causes a lot of reflection so you can really once once the new year starts approaching you really think okay what did I do this past year and it's really easy to reflect negatively and feel like you didn't do enough and feel like you're not where you're you want to be or thought you would be so many things went wrong and I think that that's also something that is really helpful to reframe with the help of someone else who can you know steer you clear especially it's I, I mean I know myself sometimes when I'm spiraling I really need someone to kind of help me with the fact or fiction and it's you know there's good in everything I I believe and it could even be the smallest thing but it's really easy to go spiral and think about all the things you didn't accomplish or didn't do um, and that you're not and that you didn't like meet expectations of yourself or others when you reflect of the past 12 months and I think that's important to say considering our last episode of the year will be all about reflection I know I was just thinking that so that'll be a fun one that's a little just kind of we'll say it again but I think it's a good reminder I also like I mean don't quote me on this but I could I'm just thinking like I feel like you could have seasonal depression and holiday like depression in a way because it's like you're already in the seasonal depression then the holidays come and like it's just like another layer to it in a way because it's like all different types of stresses, but it just like adds to it, which, well, yeah, I mean, lot. I would assume so. I didn't, you know, we didn't look yeah. into it yet, but I just feel like it's a pretty safe assumption. Don't murder us. But I feel like it is a safe assumption that it's layered in a sense of you're affected by the actual season. And then once the holidays come around as well, that just adds this extra layer, like you were saying. And it's almost like the holidays go away, but then the it stays cold outside where we live too. So right. it's definitely a lot. Like a layer. I'm curious to know your background with seasonal depression and holidays specifically. Like how do you usually feel during the winter time and then like end of year holiday wise, which like this is why I'm curious because I'm in your holiday traditions, but outside of that too, just like mm. at overall, how do you usually generally feel this time of year? Um, I think I get really overwhelmed, kind of like you were saying. I think actually weirdly half of it is because it's all these things I love because I love connecting with people. I love giving. I love giving to people. I want to literally give every single person a gift to the point where I will almost drive myself broke every year. And I love hosting. I love having people over. I love doing all of these things. But I have like the perfectionist side of me come into play and then this like high pressure I put a lot of lot of pressure on myself to do everything perfectly and then also I think that you add in depending on you know your job but it's like Q4 and so everything just picks up and all these things will kind of be coming from like left right and center people you know are like oh the last minute this person can pay you to do this thing because it's you know the budget's going away whatever and so it's kind of this just all this combined adult pressure to like do everything perfectly but it's not because I don't like it and don't want to do it I genuinely love these things I just think it kind of creeps up on you and then everything gets thrown at you really quickly yeah so I think it's the balance that I'm struggling with the most right now to be honest because I want so badly to do the podcast studio but then I want to prep for Secret Santa night and then I want to I haven't done any Christmas shopping, which I don't know if you stuck to your mood booster of planning out your Christmas shopping. I did, and I haven't pulled any of the triggers because <sighs> it's hard. I, I know. I like. I just can't do it yet, but I, I'm going to obviously. But again, I waited to the last minute. At least yeah. I planned something. Yeah. But I wrote down the same thing. I said overwhelmed. I, I also oh, really? in the corporate world, everyone. It just. I don't know if everyone feels it, but from like the nine to fivers out there, I feel like they load everything on you like the last like month yes it's so it's even if you're not in the corporate world yeah, yeah like, then even it if you're freelancing yeah it's just like anything like it just I feel like it's like an anxiety period where they're like we have to finish everything so they load it on you so it's like balancing the job which feels like a lot and then again like you said like wanting to just do everything like shop gift shop host people or 
I have like a lot of travels that I have to do and it's just like uh there's so much to do so little time and all you want to do is do nothing so yeah it is like really overwhelming but at the same time like you said it's like my favorite time of the year I know because it's also <laughs> like the weather doesn't help right you have so yeah. much to do the days feel shorter it's freaking cold outside I don't want to go walk and get all this shit like I'm freezing and I think a probably common feeling that comes up for me sometimes that I just remembered is feeling guilty yeah because you just feel almost since there's so much coming at you it's easy to feel like you're not doing enough right um and then I think also you know I've been single before this time of year and it's really really lonely I'm obviously don't feel that as much right now but it I think that it still triggers like some FOMO and stuff I think that's I don't think it has to be related to dating. I think a lot of times you can feel lonely because maybe a FOMO that like friends are doing stuff. I mean, for me, for instance, I work for myself. I don't have any work holiday parties to go to or, you know, have any human interaction in an office. So it gets very like dark and lonely for me during the day, just like working from home. And I think that that there's different forms of loneliness during the holidays for sure. Yeah. I mean, we had a major death last year, so... I was really anxious last year. That was the first time I was, like, anxious because I was just like, I don't want to be sad and, like, I'm vulnerable right now and it's just not the same. Um, but, the, like, I, I will say I am lucky in general. I'm mostly, like, 90% excited and happy during the holidays and 10%, like, stressed yeah. and anxious. But I'm overwhelmed. But, I, I like, the sad side's not really there for me, which is nice. Yeah, I think... Except last year, of course, but... Yeah, I mean, last year was super, 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 super hard. I mean, we both lost... um, We both lost our grandpa, because we're related. And... (laughs) And it was, you know, I think that it was the hardest thing that we've ever had to deal with. And, you know, we talked a little bit about last week about just how, like, how much he loved Christmas. He made Christmas so special. So I think the holidays were extra hard, and I know that it's hard losing a loved one no matter when you lost them, the holidays always just kind of strike a chord. Yeah, it like brings it's, it up again. Yeah. It makes it fresh because you're like, oh. Yeah, exactly. And I think that for me specifically, I think that I get, like, I know that we all have different triggers that we need to look out for. And I have a lot. I personally hate drama. And I think that all families can be very prone to drama, including ours sometimes. And so I just get pre- <laughs> I'm trying to be nice just in case they listen. So I get pre-stressed um, that something's going to happen and something's going to go wrong and that I'm going to have to, like, people please or try to, like, manage. And I definitely get a fight-or-flight reaction because what I've realized is that in these family situations, I actually kind of lose this, like, adult part of myself that I was – briefly mentioning earlier in the podcast because it's almost like my inner child just comes out when I'm around my family because like that's like the strongest the longest relationship I've had in my life and it almost wants to like lead the way so I'm just like really extra sensitive and like a little bit just nervous and I think that it's hard too, even like the second year of grief because you know it's not your first Christmas without this person anymore and I don't think it gets any easier and it still feels weird like holidays still aren't the same and it just For me, it just makes me feel like things really are changing. Like we are really growing up and we are really adults and that stuff is just never going to be the same. So almost for me, like triggers this like change. I keep thinking in my head, like, is this our last Christmas? Is this our last Christmas? Like, is our tradition going to change? So I know you want to hold on to like the childhood Christmases. Yeah. when I was like so carefree. I feel like holidays also are like. I feel like it's so stressful because it's a life track. It always happens at the end of the year and you all come together through family and it's kind of like, oh, what's the same and what's different? Yeah. And it's like the the physical time each year that you can like actually see and like feel the changes, you know? I just put so much pressure on myself about yeah. all of it. So I feel like every year I just get stressed because it, it does change every year. The older you get, it's like everyone starts creating their own little lives apart from yeah. the tradition you always had. So it's like hard to let that go, but... You'll have new traditions, but it is hard to let go of the old ones. Yeah, I think that, if anything, just from one year of grief, I think that it's more okay than you think it's going to be. I think that it's the idea is worse than the reality in a sense that, you know, we got through it and it was okay and we still had a really nice Christmas and it's still like sad and weird, but it's really nice to still have things and focus on what you do have. Um, instead of focusing on what you don't have, I think in this season, it is really, really important to focus on what you do have instead of what you don't, because it is a, I mean, it's just like any other season, but I just think the holidays really trigger people. And so I I think that it's a good reminder. 
Speaking of reminders. Ooh. Segue. But whatever you're dealing with, whether it's stress, anxiety, um, depression, whatever it is with family or yourself or finances or, you know, like we said, pressures, what are your – we're going to talk through some tips. So yes, advice and tips that we've received or advice and tips that we have that have helped us get through some holiday stressors. Yes. So Lauren, kick us off. Okay. So I've spent one winter here actually because usually I was in California. Were you here all winter last – well, you were here over COVID too. Yeah. I was so, here the last two winters. But not really as an adult. You were living at home. Oh, true. You know, so yeah. this, is like a, this is like a new one. Yeah, this is a new one. Okay. Anyway. Um – The best thing I think I can say personally in conjunction with all of like obviously my therapy, everyone pretty much knows that I'm fucking medicated, Um, medicated up the wazoo. You should see me fleeing to Walgreens before my flight last week. I was like, please, you need to fill this like right now, which she did. Shout out to whoever did that. Um, So in conjunction with all of my like legitimate therapy, psychiatrist, all that shit, um, I think the thing that helped me the most last year was making fun plans and then also romanticizing the simple things. So last year, we, I think all my friends, you know, were just very conscious of the fact that this time of the year fucking sucks. And so we just like, like to plan things. Like we like to do pasta night. We like to do movie night. We like to do a little road trip up to a lake house and just go be in the winter. Just, we love doing game nights. We always like, it's so annoying to walk to a bar that's far away or something like that even get in a fucking uber and we'll just like turn someone's living room into like a you know frat table whatever and just like play different games play fishbowl all that stuff and so I think that it's really really important to connect and make plans because connection is so important it is so easy to isolate at this time of year because it is so cold and it's so stressful and so make sure to connect with people and then also like I said romanticizing the simple things I think it's kind of almost how you said with like your reading list like turn on the cozy fire light some candles make your space cozy just romanticize sitting on the couch yeah romanticize reading a book just make it feel extra cozy and nice and like what's that word hygiene something like (laughs) hygiene what is that word I know what you're talking about but yes yeah, that's 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 my first tip. I, I like that. I feel like it's the most romantic time of year too. So like, why not like make it the most romantic you can for yourself? Yeah, I mean, you know? curate a fucking vibe. Yeah, my number one tip, and I like try to live by this no matter what, is to set your personal boundaries because never heard of them. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's hard, and I feel like this season especially, I feel so obligated because there's so many obligations. There's the family traditions, the office party, the friends gathering, the meet the parents. Like, there's just so many things you feel obligated to do. Like you said, like, you're so overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So I feel like boundaries are so important. And if anyone makes you feel bad or guilty for setting boundaries, they don't deserve to be in your life and they're not the right people. So don't have time for them. Um, But again, like, just, like, setting up time to, like Lauren said, like, a reading list, movies, like, unwind and just, like, if it's alone time or even if it's, like, just being with the right people that Mm -hmm. feels, like, decompressing – um, those are really important to like just get away from it all. Um, and then also setting boundaries when you do have to go to these obligations. So like maybe if it's at a family event and someone triggers you, like just being in the right group or like you stay away from them. Or if they say something that like is inappropriate or upsets you, just like walking away and having that like alone time, even if you're at the party or whatever it is, like you can always set boundaries um, wherever you are or wherever these obligations like have to take you in a way. But Um, again just like making sure you like before you go to all these obligations or start this holiday season like kind of check in with yourself of like what are your triggers like what is going to make you upset and then like set those boundaries for yourself so like you're doing yourself a favor favor and um staying strong and true to yourself i love that why are you using my computer because the mic is this way so it helped me read that way oh cool yeah Um, so my next one is obviously, I talked a lot about it, is controlling your narrative. It's easy to focus on all these bad things. I think since we're spending more time in the home, I think for me, keeping my home really bright and refreshing is nice. So I like having all like the lights and I actually have been really liking my hatch sleep alarm thingy that I talked about last week. It's it's really sick. Like I am absolutely obsessed with it. I'll tell you about it next time. 
Um, it is freaking amazing. It's been helping me a lot. And I think even just like, like I said, curating this vibe with either candles or lights or whatever, it, or is it red light therapy? Do you get one of those Amazon little seasonal depression lights? Just stuff like that, that are little mood boosters and um, just not putting pressure on yourself. I think that this kind of almost even goes to romanticizing things. Like sometimes, like Chloe said, if you just find the right group of people, for me, right now it was I love kind of that like last minute plan of holy shit I miss you guys can we just please fucking hang out and then you know like four of us being like yeah we're down and just just chilling like no expectation of secret santa or game night or anything is just nice to connect in general and if you are far away from people I used to be obsessed with FaceTime when I couldn't be around people so make sure to do that and just stay connected so don't put pressure on yourself be gentle on your mind make sure you are reframing your narrative because it is ultimately just a season so it takes sometimes hard work harder for some people than others I know it takes a lot of work for me to take care of my mental health and I know it could be very tiring so be gentle on yourself and just try to do the work and like Chloe said boundaries um I don't necessarily know how to do them yet which is why um they're hard my next tip is interesting um I'm gonna quickly touch on my second tip because we we kind of both just touched on it but Another great one, like we kind of just said, is like creating a strong support system. So mm. I feel like there's tons of like events that honestly you probably do, like you're obligated to do. Like you have to do the family stuff and some work holiday parties, wherever it is. And like or it like is in laws. Yeah, or the in laws. And there might be people that do trigger you and you can't avoid them. So just setting up like things and people around you that do make you feel safe and calm and happy during this crazy time because after going to the triggers of seeing all of those people that you don't want to see maybe that like make you upset or anxious, then you can always go back home or set up a different time with your safe people. So always have that like safe, secure, calm support system. And my tip for that is to actually communicate these things. I think I've definitely done it with romantic partners or friends being like making sure you're getting on the same page of You know, there's always that joke of, okay, well, let's have a code word for leaving. But genuinely just like actually sharing your how you're feeling and being like, I need you to be my teammate. I need you to be my partner. Will you have my back? Whatever it is, like being vulnerable and actually leaning on that person will honestly make you feel better going into it too. And you do have that person if shit hits the fan or whatever, that group or whoever it is. So I definitely love that and just make sure to communicate it. My next tip is um, get a spray tan. That's the tip. Oh, okay. That's the tip. Get a spray tan. I just I, like making yourself feel glowy. I just I I can't look at myself when I'm pale. I feel ugly. I feel disgusting, and I feel so much better when I'm tan. When the sun don't shine, my fake tan does. That's actually good. <laughs> it's on. I like. I literally have been saying it's spray tan season. Like I, I used to get them like once a week. When yeah, it, like after I was like just the holidays to someone about that who gets them once a week, and I was like, wow, maybe I should start doing that. Or just, like, find a good self-tanner. I'll yeah. post some of my favorites on my Insta, and I'll show some in my YouTube video as well. But obviously, that's just, like, a little side mood booster. So my next tip is just keep as much of your routine as you can. So for me, I really like getting out of the house because, like I said, I, like, work alone by myself in my house. And I know it's freezing cold out, but I do force myself to make sure I'm getting out of the house still. You're still getting fresh air. You're still in the freaking actual earth not in these little cement boxes so I will bundle up and I last winter I still went on my hot girl walk every single Love day that. it's so important for me the gym is in my building like I need to get out of this building whether it's walking to a friend's going on a little hot girl walk doing something it's really 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 good and I like to think of it as like a cold how cold plunge and cold therapy is yeah. good for you I'm just like this is good for me like this is good for Do a little my body I, that's so true because our gym is in our building so it's like not even the same yeah thing. you're still like trapped in here I just tell myself I'm doing a cold plunge like yeah. how people jump in like the cold water yeah, I'm like I'm just walking outside right I, I like that I'm gonna start like incorporating that into my routine yay My last tip, which I think is really important, and I've been learning more about this, is finding your own way to vent. Um, I am a huge believer of never being passive, whether it's with your own emotions, whether it's someone that's bothering you. Whatever it is, you need to get your emotions out into the world so that you can move on and, like, heal from them instead of, like, letting them in, like, just 
bubbling. You always fucking tell me this. I know. It's one of my main things I always try to live by. And again, finding your own way to vent doesn't mean you have to like confront someone or sit them down and have to have this like huge talk. Like it, it doesn't have to be confrontation at all. It can mean honestly anything. Maybe it's journaling and just like getting mm-hmm. all your feelings out in words and then no one has to see it and you can burn it and yeah. throw it away. Um, or other things are like calling or like venting to a best friend. Like it's just like a good way to get everything out there into the world. Um, or even like starting a hobby or doing something fun that's still like venting to me because you're just like, I don't know, like sometimes it's like, you know, like those like uh, break rooms where you break things. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like you're letting out steam, <laughs> but you can do that in like different ways. Like if it's even taking a walk that like always releases my anxiety too. Yeah. But again, it's like more like releasing your emotions out into the world so that they can just float away or you can see them and deal with them and then move on instead of like again keeping them inside and then they bubble up and then you're gonna have something even more dangerous and it trauma lives in your body yeah and and emotions live physically in your body i know so once you find your own way to vent that really helps you you can keep doing it and bringing it into the whole year Love that. And my last tip is note your expectations of family, friends, parties. Don't set yourself up for failure or let down. It's just really being realistic. So basically don't put these huge expectations that all of a sudden you're going to go home and your mom's going to treat you differently or your in-law's going to love you or you're not going to like don't set unrealistic expectations. I'm not saying prepare for the worst. I'm not saying be negative. It's just don't set yourself up for failure and put too much on your plate or put too much stake in this season because at the end of the day it's just another week it's just another month it's just another day and know that no matter what happens you're going to be okay and you are going to get through it because you're you and no one can actually control you besides yourself and you can't let anyone you don't have to let everything affect you. And I think that expectations are something that almost set us up for failure sometimes, whether we accept whether we expect the worst or accept the best. Accept. Whether we expect the worst or expect the best, I think something that's good is just reminding yourself to go with the flow. Whatever happens, happens. I know that I'm okay. I know that it's just another day. I will be fine. So just don't expect things that are going to set you up for failure. I love that. And with all of this, enjoy the holidays along the way, too. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, and have a fucking Merry <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Reference our last Happy episode. Hanukkah. Have a good season. You're done. Like, we literally <laughs> just made it sound like this is the most horrible time of the year. Bring out the fucking drum. Like, holy shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hold on. Let me boost your guys' Yeah, mood. and then go backwards and listen to our last episode to get happy again. Here we go. Mm, yeah, that's a good one. No. It's so good, actually. Fuck you, bitches. You, you definitely like I'm going to bring this to Christmas, and then if I get stressed, I'm just going to... Yeah. <laughs> Go in the corner with your drum. I want someone Someone listening is like... I used to do like, with my book. I would just bring my book. I, yeah, I've, I used to have like a safety book in my yeah. purse at all times. Now I just have a safety phone. <laughs> Tip number I have a seven. safety TikTok. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Mood. I'm Lauren Elizabeth. You can follow me at Lauren Elizabeth on Instagram. And I'm Chloe Parr. You can follow me at Chloe Parr. Peace, love, and couture crossbones, everyone. Oh, my XOXO. God. XOXO. You weren't supposed to. Well, we're reading the real outro that we wrote down. It says, fuck around and find out. And we out, bitches. See ya. Peace, love, and couture crossbones. XOXO. Chloe and Lo. Boom. We should end it every time like that. You No. Yeah. No. Okay. Bye. I got to get Morgan Wallen tickets. Bye.